Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to After the Act, a film podcast where we talk about movies and shows that we watch. We are your hosts. I am Randy, here with... Mr. Giggles. And we will be discussing Joker, the new Todd Phillips um, DC Comics movie. Um, Excited to talk about this. I feel like there's a lot to dig into. There's a lot that has already been dug about this movie. But we'll... I think before we even start about our overall thoughts, let's bring it back even further. So um, how did you feel when you first even heard a Joker movie, a movie just starring the character Joker, was going to be made? Honestly, as a clown myself, I feel like this movie gives other clowns a really bad name. (laughs) So I was not excited. I was not excited for this film whatsoever. But if I were to just look at it from a filmic standpoint, I will have to say that I also was not excited. Uh, because <laughs> how many Joker iterations have we seen already? There was like, let's see, there's the, the Adam West one from this, what was it? The sixties. We had the, uh, Jack Nicholson one from 1980s Batman with Tim Burton. Uh, you had the Joker from suicide squad, which I think unanimously is the one everyone hates the most. <laughs> uh, you had Mark Hamill, who is my personal favorite doing the voice of the Joker for the animated series. Um, and then you had Heath Ledger, who I think is my favorite portrayal of the Joker um, in the Nolan trilogy. So you've already seen a lot of iterations of the Joker. And when initial photography first started for this one, I know there were some leaks on set uh, that showed him in like incomplete makeup and you know costume. And people were saying that it just looked really, really bad. And that it didn't look like the Joker and that it was going to be a terrible movie. And they were all just like getting really upset about it. But I will say this. Even though I was initially not excited for this movie. Because I just didn't think that they could add anything fresh or new to this character. I was pleasantly surprised. I have to say I was wrong. Uh, But I won't go too much into detail of that. Uh, But just to answer that initial question. I was not that excited upon first hearing about it. But I was uh, actually pleasantly surprised. What about you? Yeah, very fair. Yeah, I was definitely one of the ones who I just wasn't looking forward to this movie. Um, I think a lot of that did have to do with the quantity and in a short amount of time span, we've gotten different Jokers. The Dark Knight came out, what, 08 or so? So barely over a decade, we've had at least three now with this one, three different Jokers. I just didn't want to see that. Um, I also, it's just weird to think of a movie starring the Joker that wasn't about Batman. I love Joker as a character, but, but, you know, he's like this weird enigma of a natural disaster that brews over Gotham constantly. And he plays as a foil perfectly with Batman, who is also insane. He Batman is 
insane. He just uses his insanity for, quote unquote, the good of Gotham. Um, so Joker played as a good foil to him. So without that foil, it seemed less interesting. And at the time, you know, we were getting stuff like Batman versus Superman and Justice League. And there was this even like Man of Steel and you know, kind of bad taste for DC movies, you know, even coming off of the acclaimed Dark Knight series trilogy. Not a so it just felt like they were trying to milk anything. They, like they were just throwing shit at a dartboard without even aiming, just taking a bunch of darts, throwing them at them, and hoping one of them sticks. And it felt like Joker was another one of those. Um, I seen the recent animated movie of The Killing Joke, which has I think it was a Killing Joke where it's like the origin of Joker as a comedian. So I was I was familiar with this version of Joker's origin in um not in the comics but in the recent animated movie. And I actually didn't like it that much. Like, I like the idea of, you know, someone slipping into madness. That's a fun premise for a movie. But I didn't like how that movie delivered it. It just seemed to underplay what we liked about Joker as, like, a problem with Origins is that the most interesting things happen after that movie, after they already become the the, the superhero. You know, like, I really liked the first Spider-Man movie. But it was interesting Way more interesting than Spider-Man 2 when he was already Spider-Man. Um, same with the X-Men, trying to get Wolverine into the group. It's X-Men 2 was much better because everyone's already in place. Um, that's how I felt like this movie was going to go. So I wasn't looking forward to it. Uh, but then reviews started coming out as like, yeah, this is like this weird, like almost noir movie. And I heard good things about Joaquin Phoenix. I like Joaquin Phoenix in general. So I started warming up to it, but only because people started giving it good reviews. and then. Then yeah, I was uh, I was also pleasantly surprised at uh, how I felt about this movie. Um, so with that, let's kind of dive into our overall thoughts. So I think you mentioned you were also pleasantly surprised. So how did you feel? Non spoiler thoughts of uh, Joker. I will say this: like I said, I was pleasantly surprised because they were able to give a character like the Joker that has been remade and reimagined several times. They were able to bring him in with with a new vibe to him. Uh, they were able to breathe some fresh life into this character. And I think that is really what set it home for me. I think the overall film is is fine. I don't think it's I don't think it's like this world ending film. Um, but I do appreciate how they were able to take a character as psychotic as the Joker and kind of make you feel bad for him. Um, it's not something I ever thought I would say, because in the comics and other and other portrayals of the Joker, you just see him kind of being evil and psychotic for the sake of it because he just truly enjoys the madness that it brings about Um, but in this one you just see the joker as kind of a victim of society Um, i know we hear this tossed around a lot but he is essentially the monster that he is the monster that gotham creates um, and then is ashamed of so the movie starts you know again we're not in spoilers yet but it just it just shows him to be a victim a byproduct of just a really abusive childhood. It tackles a lot of mental health issues about the dangers of not taking care of mental health and um, seeking help. It also goes into a lot of socio uh, socioeconomic issues like how the poor can't afford to see therapists or get their medication and how that can uh, cause lingering effects in our communities and society. And then it also brings about you know the whole rich versus poor debate. Um, are the rich you know, very unapologetic about how they acquire their wealth. Do they really not care about poor people? 
you know, it covers wealth disparities. So, you know, beyond the surface of just it being a Joker origin movie, it tackles a lot of really current uh, topics and issues that we as a society are, you know, discussing and are concerned about. So I think that makes it very relatable. And I think that's what a lot of people, including myself, enjoyed about this film was just that it honestly felt like something uh, that I could connect with. I was able to connect with the Joker on some level, even though, you know, he goes through a metamorphosis where he becomes this evil, psychotic character. Um, you still feel for him. And that's honestly something I'm impressed by because I never thought I would feel anything for the Joker other than, hey, you know, um, I just want Batman to finish this up because this guy is just a madman, um, which, you know, can have its perks. But in this particular film, that's what was unique about it for me. What about you? So I think the power of this movie is Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's a great movie. And I can see it being argued as not even a good movie. But I think my enjoyment of this came out of Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Like you mentioned, there we have a lot of iterations of Joker. You know, masterpieces like uh, Hamill's voice acting and um, Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Um, those are iconic. So on top of us being bombarded by superhero movies in general, which I do love, um, and the subpar mixed bag of DCEU movies from DC comic characters, wasn't looking forward to this like we mentioned, but Joaquin Phoenix brought something new. He has truly unique, nuanced ways of portraying this character. Very detailed character quirks, and actions and dialect um, styles that really popped. I could have watched Joaquin Phoenix just dance around Gotham probably for two hours. It just would have been entertained the entire time, sincerely. Um, he's just played this. It was, it's a character actor performance of high caliber. So I really enjoyed that. I did like some of the things they, they've done when they, you know, alluded to some of the sins and toxicity of the city of Gotham and how it's not helping people be in the best situation to be their, their best selves. Um, although I don't, I do still see Joker as a truly, in this movie in particular, truly heinous, villainous character still. Um, he just doesn't get help to be better. But I do think still a lot of the toxic things he does in this film stems from himself. So even in this film script, I feel like they do want to have him be more sympathetic. I'm not that simp I'm not that sympathetic for the Joker character. I still think he's a you know fairly a piece of shit, but I do like how they at least alluded to Gotham having these issues that yeah are prevalent today. Uh, I think my issues do come from the script. It doesn't seem like a well penned script. I do think there's a lot of su like superficial things they mention. They do have some themes of rich versus poor and um, the ignorance of people not funding mental health facilities. That's all there, but the problem is it's the surface level, for me at least. They don't really go into it. They just acknowledge it as something that's happening. And I don't think it's the film portrays the material smart enough to actually give it justice. So, you know, mixed bag on how they portray, like, even, you know, people suffering from mental health issues and the societal reasons why maybe people do go off the deep end from time to time. I don't think they written it that well, but it was well enough to give Joaquin Phoenix something to do to dance around and swag about and 
see this origin film for this villainous character, which made it entertaining and I think pretty decent. Um, like I wouldn't give it a best picture come Oscars, but I arguably give Joaquin Phoenix best actor. Absolutely. But yeah, let's uh, let's dive into spoilers here because there's definitely a lot to talk about for Joker. So we'll dive into spoilers starting now. Um, and first of all, right now, like I'm trying to practice like the Joaquin Phoenix swag dance. You know, I'm just trying to see if I can do my own spin <laughs> on it. And I realize I can't. I can never dance as pure as Joaquin Phoenix did in this movie. It, I don't know where he got that. I, I feel like he's a actual professional dancer because they'd be able to move the way he did. It was just so freeing. Like, like how do, how do you achieve that Nirvana, Phoenix? I mean, that's that's what the Joker is, man. He's just completely free. You know, he, just, he does what he wants. Yeah, he wants to dance like a like a clown on the steps of what was it, Brooklyn? He can do it. <laughs> it's true. He, well. he did it pretty well. I think I was like. I mean, everyone, you know, it's iconic at this point. There's a bunch of, like, obnoxious photos of people trying to reenact a lot of the scenes on those staircase, or those uh, stair steps. Um, but that's what was so great about this fi- film for me. It was just Joaquin Phoenix swagging about. The dancing he did on the steps in his bathroom when he just kills someone. He's just letting madness slowly consume him and just kind of just feeling the moment. Even the way he runs in this movie is brilliant because it has like this clown waddle. I don't know if you noticed it, but I mean, like he ran, it was like his feet were at like a diagonal point, like at an obtuse angle, and he would just kind of run yeah. like a clown, like he was wearing clown shoes. And I'm like, that's what a great small detail to add to this clown character is even how he runs naturally, like from the police. It's like a clown. It's brilliant. It's it's he has, it's he ha- unique. He has fun, man. He had a good fucking time. You can tell. Well, from what I heard from the set, it didn't sound like he had a good time. But it seemed like he had a good time in his performance because, yeah, just the way he talked, the way he seemed to have this this tick of laughing, um, which was a good nod to, like, like um, the Joker gas he would use in other people in the comics and the shows and the movies that caused them to laugh involuntarily. That was just a condition he seemed to have in this movie, at least in the beginning. Um, even that was great. This fine, him finding the laugh over and over again, even involuntarily. I thought those were like all great character moments for that actually made this film like enjoyable from start to finish. It's just Joaquin Phoenix dancing, laughing about. Listen, man, I, I think we des- I think our audience deserves it. I think we should each try to do our best Joker impersonation from this movie, like the laugh. <laughs> what, what do you say? Um, yeah, you can try it out. We can, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, you, you go first and then I'll go. How's that? All right. All right. Here's my, <clears throat> here's my impression of, of Joker is the best one I got. Um, I'm, I'm Joker. I'm, 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 I'm a toxic human. I do have some mental health um, instabilities. Um, ha ha ha. You're dead. I don't like society. All right. Scene. That was you scene. Would, was... You wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good line too from the movie. Oh man, that was good. There you go, guys. Oh, See, you. we do all the we do all the hard things for you here on on ATA. <laughs> I don't think I can ever master a Joker impersonation, but uh, Joaquin seemed to have done that. It was just <laughs> like even watching him do like stand up in the movie, and um, him like slowly getting the crowd on his side, but like it was painful, and I felt like that was a scene of like like this is how he feels almost all the time. Like it's just. 
trying to perform and people not really getting it. Um, and then some eventually did. But like even that stand-up comedy scene was painful. But then you see him like as a person, just as Arthur, um, just trying to work through the noise and the awkwardness just to perform like he always wanted to do. Like he always wanted his mom to do, to see him do. I'll agree with you. And I think I think you're right. I think the the biggest driving point of this film was Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of the Joker. Um, he just I don't know if he's a method actor or not, but he just you could tell just dived into the psyche of this character he wanted to portray, like a hundred percent committed. And I say committed with all the wordplay intentional on that one. Um, but he he did so much for this role. He had that amazing waddle, like you were saying, throughout the film. He had that iconic Joker laugh that was pretty unique, actually, compared to the other iterations we've seen. Yeah. Um, and then even just the, like the sheer amount of weight he lost for this film, like when he had that scene where he was like in his underwear, yeah, just kind of getting getting ready. It was gross, uh, honestly. Or... <laughs> it, was, it was pretty gross. Yeah, it was not the body shape. He was all contorted. Jesus <laughs> Um, but yeah, he like, he looked really emaciated. His, his mannerisms were on point with like someone who would be off their meds, who suffers from mental disorders and he would have like tics and just little bouts of aggression here and there. He, uh, he was the man, like he, his, his acting in this film was, was incredible. Um, and I, I, I do want to give this movie the biggest accolades when it comes to Joaquin Phoenix. I know, I know a lot of people like like to laugh because like recently I saw him do the interviews on like late night shows like Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon, um, and he would just make them super awkward. And I don't know if that was on purpose as like part of the joke of this film because he also shoots Robert De Niro's character during being during the interview in this in the in the film, um, or he just genuinely doesn't like interviews. But is is just kind of cool to see that carry over into other things besides the film project. So. He's just a really fascinating actor. Really liked him. I think the first time I saw him was in the movie Gladiator, where he played the emperor. Yeah. Um, but I also I think my favorite film of his has to be the movie Her. Same. Where he like falls in love with the operating system. Such a beautiful movie. But he's got such a diverse catalog of work, and uh, you really see his acting chops in this film, which is you know again funny because it's a it's a comic book film, and not to say comic book films can't be taken seriously. Um, you know, I'm looking at you, Martin Scorsese, but he, uh, he, he had a good time with this film. You could tell he really gave it his all. And, uh, that's one of the things I really appreciate about this movie. One thing I wanted to talk to you about regarding Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal in this movie, which I think is, it's a fair discussion to have, um, in your opinion, and I'll, I'll tell you mine as well. Do you think that the, the, the character Arthur do you think that that was his mask? That's what he was trying to be, pretending to be, and that the Joker was really who he was? Or do you think it was the opposite? Do you think that throughout the film, Arthur slowly morphs into the Joker and this becomes this new persona? Um, so I think that's really the biggest question I had when watching this film was, was Arthur who he truly was in the inside or was it Joker who he truly was in the inside? Um, and that internal struggle... Um, you know, taking place in front of us on the screen. But what do you think about that? Like having seen the film, do you think he was always that way? Do you think he was turned that way? And just trying to be this, this normal person called Arthur. 
Sure, yeah. Framed with those questions, I, I do think the the script writes it so it's a descent into violence, chaos, and madness. Um, like he has inherent violent inten- um, tendencies, and uh, a lot of delusions plague him. We we see the the whole um, Zazie Beetz character actually was never his girlfriend. He just kind of forced that imagination into his perceived reality. Um, and he kind of stumbled into a lot of stuff that happened. So I actually just see it as a descent into what he became at the end of the movie as just a chaotic, violent Joker character. Um, a lot of it do, you know, a lot of it comes back to parents, his mom and how she influences upbringing and his own mental instability that maybe may have been there for some things, maybe was um, lied to by his mom. But a lot of it was situational. So I do think he wasn't this way to begin with. He certainly had issues, but I do think him killing those people on a train, people um, like misinterpreting it as a symbol for the underprivileged rising up against the privilege. A lot of that just seems situational. Like he just kind of like locked into a lot of that, a lot of what happened. Like what makes Joker a cool comic book villain is he's incredibly intelligent, um, like a master chemist for some of it. Um, in the Dark Knight, we see him like stage this robbery where each clown masked robber kills the next person that just leaves Joker with all the money at the end. He's this brilliant mastermind of schemes and chemistry. Um, but he's not that in this at all, really. He stumbles into a lot of things. There's a whole uprising of people wearing clown masks to celebrate this character. And I just feel like Arthur's character is like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Let me just kind of like ease into this because I am pissed off at society. I am mad about my mom and what, you know, the ma- manipulation that he felt between that. I am mad at Wayne because he's a he's a dick, too. Um, it felt like he kind of lucked into a lot of those situations. So I, I do think it was Arthur also being influenced by a false narrative from the news and media. And he felt, you know what, that mask does fit for me. Um, I might as well lean into the insanity that I feel already and be this violent person. So I do think a lot of it was kind of choices. Like he wanted to react negatively um, in that manner of, you know what? A few people have been shitty to me, but I just might as well just lose it in the moment. So I do see it as a descent of madness. Um, What about you? Uh, I'd have to agree with you. Um, at first, I thought it was the other way around. I thought that he was actually just pretending to be Arthur because he had that notebook in the beginning of the movie with all his like sick fantasies written inside of it. Um, so I always thought that like in the, when I first saw the film, I'm like, yeah, he definitely was always the Joker. And by trying to like take medications and see therapists and stuff, he was able to kind of put on this normal everyday persona that just really didn't work all that well for him. Um, when he was interacting with other people and then he finally just let it all go sure. as the movie went on. But at the same time, by me saying that it's, it's still a descent. Um, even if he were having tendencies towards that behavior in the beginning of the film, it's not until way later that he decides to just, uh, completely let it take over. And, uh, so yeah, I would agree with you. It's more of a descent, but 
what you were mentioning earlier about how everything just kind of happens so matter of factly um, about, you know, how people pick up what he's doing as like some kind of dogma or manifesto and they kind of like rise up with him uh, while he just like, like he's just going insane. Like to him, there's no other motive other than I just want to be seen. I want people to hear me. Um, I don't want to be pushed around or ignored anymore. Uh, so I think that for me, and again, this doesn't have to be the purpose of the director, but for me personally, I felt like that was the person, like all those random events that just happened to take place and complement all of his actions. I think that is the manifestation of just Gotham's madness. Like it's been a long time coming uh, from a culmination of different events. Um, and it all just kind of came into fruition uh, with you know, Arthur being the match that sets the gasoline off that's already there. Um, so to me, the whole movie deals with like descent into madness. And then as soon as, you know, Joker starts turning, everything else around him starts going kind of bonkers and, and mad, so to speak. Um, so I did, I did like that vibe that I got from the film, but I agree with you. He definitely, it was more of a descent into the Joker than him already being the Joker, uh, which, you know, it's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think it. I think they. Uh, I mean, I don't. Know. I think it's a mixed bag as to how they they handled a lot of like maybe the the plot beats, but I do I do enjoy a good you know tragedy um, leaking into someone's transformation positively or negatively, whether it's someone trying to use their grief for good, like good old Bruce Wayne there. Or Joker who uses, because what happens to him is pretty tragic. It's, you know, his mom is also unstable. Um, you know, he had abu- like abusive stepfather issues. Things that are tragic that eventually a comedian can turn into something funny. And Arthur's method to do that was to make tragedy happen to other people in real life. With some kind of ironic underlining message there of like, um, like Robert De Niro's character, character uh, making fun of Arthur, and who, and who idolized, uh, I think it was like Murray Franklin was the character Robert De Niro played as the talk show host. He idolized yeah, him, yeah. and then you know he finally got on TV, finally saw his dream come true of him playing a clip of his, and you know he was making fun of it. Um, so Joker took that to a next extreme and say, wouldn't it be funny um, if I actually came onto the show dressed as a clown that he made fun of me for and you know, killed this guy. So he yeah, definitely took a lot of the tragedy that made what we know Joker's humor to be as someone who just laughs at tragedy before time has elapsed for it to maybe be funny. He just knocks out the time part and just has the equation of comedy being tragedy. So it was cool to see that descent lead into the Joker humor that we know now in canon for the comic books. Um, it was interesting, though, because they had... Um, I think Mark Marin was like part of the cast of Robert De Niro's fictional show there. But yeah, I think yeah. one gripe I had was I think that I think it was miscast there slightly. Like I love Robert De Niro, but I actually think Mark Marin should have played like the comedy host. I didn't really feel like like Robert, you know, he had good timing, but I didn't think I didn't feel his comedic timing as a talk show host, honestly. I just felt like it was it, he just Todd Phillips and friends and company wanted De Niro in this movie because a lot of it felt like one of those old school like taxi-esque movies 
that De Niro would have starred in. And they just kind of wanted him in the movie for that. So I didn't like Robert too much in this movie. It was cool to see him, you know, side by side with Joaquin Phoenix in some of these scenes. But I felt like they could have, like, they could have actually got a comedian to play that role. I don't know. How did you feel about De Niro's role in this movie? Uh, I thought it was really random. Uh, I know you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. I love Robert De Niro's older films, but. Honestly, I just, I, it felt kind of out of place on this one. I think they just wanted the name of Robert De Niro on set. Um, I agree with you. Mark Maron would have definitely been a, it would have been better as the host, but actually I just would have liked to have seen Mark Maron more in this film because he's, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. Um, I really like him in Glow, the Netflix series. He's a, uh, he's pretty, he's, he's a pretty good actor. He's really well-rounded. Um, but yeah, Robert De Niro just seemed super out of place to be completely honest. Yeah. This is unfortunate. Uh, um, I got I got that same vibe from like uh, it reminded me of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Remember when they have like that brief moment with um, Al Pacino in there, where he's just kind of thrown in there real quick, right? To play like some producer or something like that. That's the same vibe I got for this movie, where Robert De Niro was just kind of randomly placed in there, and I think it's just for the name. Yeah, I agree. Like they already chose he needs to be in this movie, and they needed to put him somewhere. Um which was a talk show host. Didn't really work that well. Um, also, Zazie Beetz. I felt she was underutilized. Like I, I really like Zazie Beetz. She's great. I wish there was more of her, actually. Um, I feel like we have like missing scenes of her that would have kind of completed Arthur's interactions with her, or at least like, fleshed it out a bit. I really like that turn, though, the whole Fight Club-esque. Spoilers for Fight Club, I guess, but... Zazie wasn't really there with him at the hospital, wasn't really there with him watching him do stand-up. That was all part of the delusion of the mental instability of Joker's character. So I really like that twist. I actually just wish we had more Zazie in this. I'll agree. And here's actually a really interesting question. Um, When he goes back into her apartment towards the climax part of the film and you see that he realizes it's all in his head, uh, and he's talking to uh, Sophie, who's Zazie Beetz's character. And he's, you know, essentially acting crazy. He's he's, he's acting like he's going to kill her. But then it just shows a shot of him leaving back to his apartment and sitting there. And then in the background, you just hear ambulance, sirens, you know, making noise. They don't actually show if he kills her and her daughter or not. Uh, but it's it's left up to debate. What do you think, man? Like, do you think he actually killed her? Or do you think he just left her alone and went back into his apartment? Yeah, I mean, that was an intense scene because I didn't want to see Zazie murdered by this crazy dude. But I I wanted her to be alive, so I willed it as canon that she's still alive. But honestly, judging from the turn that Joker makes in Act 3, I assume she's dead. But here's the thing. Like, he also left alive his former co-worker he killed one of them and then let the other guy leave so he does have this sense of random acts of violence so i'm not sure if she would have escaped it or if joker's turn would have left her in his uh in his dyers in his line of sight there I I kind of I kind of think she's dead, but I, I think I'm going to say that he rolled the dice and let her live. What, what about you? 
See, I when I first saw it, I thought they were going to go in the direction that she was actually his girlfriend and that she would become like a Harley Quinn type. Yeah, she same. Would become like his yeah, yeah, his like sidekick or something, but then when they show that it was it was all just an illusion uh that he made up to to feel like he had someone next to him half the time, uh, which is heartbreaking. Uh then I was just like, "Oh, okay. So then he's definitely going to he's going to kill her." Um, and that's a good point you made about that actor. I think his name is Lee Gill. Um, you know, he lets him go. And can I just say that whole scene where he's trying to reach for the the lock on the door, that had me feeling so like some type. That had me feeling a certain type of way because I feel like that was, that was pretty lowbrow humor. It's like, oh, no, the yeah. short guy can't reach the lock. It's so funny. Yeah, uh-huh. it was pretty rough. I um, Actually, I, I didn't really like the bit. Like situational comedy. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a little too low for me too. Yeah, no, no pun intended. We're 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 not joking about that. It's just yeah. it, it was not a good. I don't think it was a good scene. But the um, you know, he lets him go, and he's like, "Oh, you were one of the people who was kind of nice to me before, so you can you can just go on right ahead." Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know if he showed that same kindness to Sophie's character, especially because she had a daughter. Um, you never like to see, I feel like that's an unwritten rule about filmmakings. You can't show the kid dying, um, even though several films have already broken that rule. But yeah, like I think the sirens coming in at the end of that scene is a clear indication that he killed her, um, and that they were just coming to, you know, investigate the the crime a little bit, but never, they never elaborate on it anymore. It's up to our determination, but I think it's, scarier for the character it, it gives a more serious tone to the character if he descends into madness and like what or while he's descending into madness to kill this woman and her child so i think that uh, just kind of gives it a darker tone so that's what i'm going to choose to believe yeah that's fair i like how it can be a mix of maybe he did maybe he didn't i think it's scary that you don't know if what he did because you can't really predict him like he let some characters go He'll smother his mom. He'll kill a talk show host. He'll let his coworker go because he was nice. It was mixed feelings with this stranger who he saw passingly in the elevator a couple of times. And you're not sure if he'll judge her as like, she's been nice to me or he'll lash out. So, I mean, that was that's part of the character of the Joker. You can't really quite predict what his punchline will be. Um, but, yeah, that's what made the movie at least entertaining for me. Um, seeing how he portrayed it as someone who you really can't gauge what he's going to do next. I didn't, so, so another gripe I had, I didn't really like the Waynes being so much in this movie. I Like, I get it. I, I think I appreciate some of the lore that they allude to of uh, Joker meeting Bruce Wayne. Um, but I don't know. It didn't work too much for me. Um, I kind of like Thomas Wayne being a dick. Like, Bruce isn't so all high and mighty like his father caused a lot of the sins and motivations that he's then fighting as an adult. So he kind of has to inherit his father's baggage. But I don't know. I didn't really feel, though, I, if I if it was going to be a Joker movie, I just wanted it to purely be the Joker movie. Um, so I could have uh, I could have done with a little less Wayne's. But it was also interesting because it seems like I don't know how old Joaquin's character Arthur was supposed to be in this movie. Maybe in his twenties, but he doesn't. He, he looks like he, you know, he's an older gentleman. So it was weird to see him interacting with Bruce Wayne. Because I'm like, all right, in canon, when he becomes Batman in like thirteen years, 
Aren't you like 65 years old or something? Like you seem like an old gentleman at this point. Yeah, the time the timing line doesn't make any sense for that interaction whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, um, maybe that university that that doesn't just, become Batman. Maybe it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it could be. And I know some other projects have dealt with that before. Like the sh- I think the show Gotham um deals with the whole like there's just people who because of the environment they live in, they turn to madness and they become like inheritors of the Joker's will. Um, so it could be something like that where one of his like followers after the fact becomes the Joker that, you know, from the comics. Yeah. But I still felt, I still felt like it was pretty forced. It was just a way to kind of insert the whole, Oh yeah, this is also in the same universe as Batman kind of thing. And it also just kind of, it felt forced in order to introduce Bruce Wayne's parents being killed uh, at the end of the film by yeah. one of the Joker's followers. So, you know, I, that was one of the weaker parts of this film for me, just how they tried to tie it into the Batman um, mythology. But I think this film would have worked a lot better if they just said, hey, all right, we, we get that the Joker is, is part of the Batman world, but we want to make this into like, Kind of like what Christopher Nolan did, our own realistic version of it. So maybe we just won't include Batman or Bruce Wayne, and we'll just we'll just focus specifically on the Joker. And this is our unique take on him. Uh, this is its own world, not part of the DC universe overall. And I think that would have been fine. But I think there was there was a lot going on in this film, and I think they tried to insert too many things where it started to feel a little diluted. And like you said, they didn't really focus on too many things in great detail. It was just a lot. Um, so I, I think that was one of the weaker things they did with, with the, the overall plot of the film. Yeah. And, you know, like comic book nerd, like, you know, we kind of are, um, you know, the lore of Joker being Bruce's half brother. And I don't know a comic that's done that. But, yeah, that's fun. But it didn't really add to this movie in particular. Um and I was also, re- I'm glad they didn't do this, but I was nervous and just cringing at the thought that Arthur's character was going to kill the Waynes family. I just didn't want to see that. That just, it would have been too much. It would have been way too much of trying to tie it into the origins of then Bruce Wayne. Um, very shoehorned, I felt. They didn't do that. Luckily, it was just a random other Joker character. Uh, but I do like that you brought that up. I, I saw some some threads about that too of like, this doesn't actually have to be the actual Joker. It could have been like the character Red Hood is a persona Joker adopted in the comics. Um, it's a villain and it's always passed on to other people. So yeah, maybe the Joker character gets passed off to like someone else that Bruce becomes a rival for. But glad they didn't lean that far into connected it to the DC universe. Um. I think the other thing I liked about this movie, um, besides Joaquin's excellent performance, was just the look of it. Um, the lighting was really interesting. It seemed like an old school, with the set design, like an old school New York uh, atmosphere. It really seemed that way. Um, it had enough to give it some personality of Gotham, um, whether it's the some of the underlying problems of mental health and just the overall vibe of there's people kind of being shitty. Like, it just seems like a shitty city to live in. Like, if you lived there, I, I wouldn't want to visit you in Gotham. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it gave it, like, a really good grimy kind of environment slash vibe to it. Like, yeah. every every street corner, there's some crime going on. It's a slummy, slummy city. Everyone kind of just does their own thing, and you just have to survive. And it's like a dog-eat-dog kind of um, habitat 
for these people. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I did. I did really like that. You're right. Yeah, definitely a good personality they brought to the city, um, and a lot of good shots. Like again, the, the iconic Joker dancing down the stairs. That was a shot really well. It was just you felt involved in what he was doing, and I really like all the dancing in the house too. Just the way they kind of shot him doing these weird things. It just it seemed a little manic the way they angled it. Him like taking all the stuff out the fridge and then starting to go in there um, for, you know, maybe like mental security reasons for himself. Those are all like it was all really well shot scenes. So I really like the look of this film, really like the set design. It seemed like an old school, like Brooklyn neighborhood. Um, I kind of liked all the, you know, ancillary characters like his co-workers. They all seem like dicks too, all clowns. Um, him getting chased down by random kids because they're just shitty kids because they're in Gotham. Um, I, I did like a lot of the personality they gave to the city there. I agree. I agree with you. Um, I would probably say my my favorite scene in the film, uh, for me, the most impactful one was when he has that moment where he's dead on, t- or not dead, but he got knocked out by hit, getting hit by that car towards the climax of the film. And he just like slowly stands up and then he wipes the makeup, the red, like I guess the red lipstick and he curls it upward to become like more sinister uh, with his blood. Um, and that just kind of like finally drives the point home that he has completed his metamorphosis. And now he is the Joker that we know. Uh, to me, that was probably the best, well, the, sh- the best shot scene. Um, it was the most emotionally impactful for me too. And just to kind of go back to that staircase scene too that everyone likes to mimic, uh, I thought the song choice was oddly brilliant for that scene because they played uh, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah. Um, and then the interesting thing about that song, you know, besides hearing it in a lot of like films and sport, sporting events, Gary Glitter actually went to jail for being a pedophile. So sure by him dancing to that song, it just kind of gives like an air of creepiness to it. Um that you're just watching a monster enjoying himself kind of thing. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I just thought it kind of added to that scene pretty well. Yeah, that's a fair thing to bring up. I, I do think, I, I think it actually doubles down on, I think it doubles down on what you should feel about Joker. Um, like him dancing to that song. Like Joker is not a good guy. I think there's a lot of people who are like, what he did was justified because of the mental health treatment he got throughout this movie. I'm like, he's just a toxic villainous dude. You shouldn't root for this character. You know, it's fine to feel empathy in certain moments, but yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. Um, like, um, yeah, the glitter song there. Um, but that aside, it did fit the tone of the movie of this toxic dude really doubling down on his worst tendencies. Um, and that was kind of like seen throughout the film. Um, I did also appreciate the film's humor um, to some degree because, um, I mean, some of it was good. Some of it was like Arthur trying to be a comic and watching someone try to do stand up can be so cringy. But I think they did it in a good way. Um, even the ways he was trying to, you know, get back at people who uh, did him wrong in the past. Um, even just the the timing of him shooting Robert De Niro's character, not necessarily funny, but I appreciate the timing of it. Just out of nowhere, didn't expect it, and Joker just laughing at it all. Um, it, it gave a good personality to like the character itself, but also made you kind of cringe laugh sometimes. Like, oh, that was 
It's a little fucked up, but kind of funny. Like, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. He's the master of anti-humor is what he is. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, overall, like, it sounds like, like we enjoyed the film. Um, if I were to give it a numeric, a numerical rating, I think I would give it a seven out of a 10. And a lot of that is off the back of Phoenix. Like I mentioned, just watching him perform. I could watch him dance, cringe, stand up comedy uh, attempts. I could watch him just stuff himself into a fridge that he just emptied for no apparent reason. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably give it a seven out of 10. Uh, what about you? Do you think you can uh, assign a rating to this one? Honestly, I feel like our ratings are always pretty close. And for our audience members listening, we don't talk about this beforehand. We just kind of, we just kind of we do, just it do it on, live. Yeah, we just do it one take, one take. Um, but ours always seem to be like a half a point away from each other. It's kind of funny. I would give this one a six and a half out of 10. Uh, I thought the whole movie was essentially carried on Joaquin's performance. Everything else was fluff for the most part. Yeah, uh, was. environment was good, good cinematography, good lighting. But for the most part, it all fell on the back of Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, so that's why I got a six and a half out of ten. There's definitely a lot other like we've mentioned our gripes about it. So those are the reasons why I couldn't get any higher, give it a higher rating than that. Uh, but I will say one thing that that just surprised me straight up in the film was just the brutality of the one scene where he kills. Uh, Glenn Flesher's character or Glenn Fleshler's character uh, with the, I don't know if it was a knife or whatever, but it was in the same, it was when he lets the other guy go. Yeah. Um, like I was not expecting him to stab some dude in the eye and for them to show it. And then like repeatedly as he was stabbing him, like blood squirting everywhere. It's really gruesome scene. And I was, uh, I was very surprised that they, uh, they included it in there. Obviously it's rated R, so it's not that, that surprising, but you know, just based on like it being based on a comic book movie, Warner Brothers is is genuinely pretty tame, uh, with with its uh, with like scenes like that. I was I was surprised, but in in a, in a good way because it really did show the brutality of the Joker in that scene. But again, I think that was more for Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal of the character. So uh, I think that's that's essentially why I would give it a six and a half out of ten. Yeah, it's very fair. Um, in this movie, like it's, I mean, it's it's been pretty divisive. There's a lot of controversy around, you know, honestly, like a white male who seems to have mental instabilities going on mass murder sprees. You know, kind of a sub a touchy trigger subject there. But I don't know the controversy, the quality of Phoenix performance, and just uh, the overall IP of Joker. Yo, they are raking in the money. Like I'm seeing, they have at least as we recorded. Uh, nine hundred and forty nine point seven million dollars in box office. The budget was ranged between you know fifty to seventy million. Um, apparently making it one of the, one of if not the most profitable superhero related movie ever made. Um, which is, I mean, I expected it to do well because this movie didn't have to be a Joker movie. It could have been you know Arthur, and watching this guy you know slowly go insane it had mostly nothing to do with any sort of superhero related elements um but you put joker just like the dark knight could have been just a noir detective film joker could have just been this you know pseudo commentary on one's descent to madness but they do joker in there so i assume it would do well but 
I mean, this is going to break a billion e- easily, probably by you know next day after we record this. So it's uh, pretty amazing the response it's gotten so far. And that's a success if I've ever heard one for any film in the industry. So definitely, we'll definitely see more of uh, this type of movie. If not a sequel, I don't know if they'll do a sequel, but or if there's talks of one, but definitely see more of this type of project and the undertaking if if it keeps making money like this yeah and rightly so I, it's not like it was a bad film I, I did enjoy it i think as like just a final note uh francis conroy's portrayal of uh, arthur's mother was also pretty brilliant oh yes she did a fantastic yeah. I job i really enjoyed her and i think she was the true villain of the movie actually uh because it's explicitly stated when he's reviewing his documents that she abused him a lot as a child and she was also uh, she, she also had some mental too. problems. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And she also had mental problems where she made up potentially the story of uh, Arthur being the son of, of uh, Mr. Wayne. So I honestly think she was the true villain of this. Everything else was just a catalyst. But it was because of her actions that uh, he became the Joker in the end of the film. And it was also just it was satisfying because you knew how bad of a person she was, but also tragic that he uh, smothered her with a pillow in that one hospital scene. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely tragic, but, uh, I do want to give shout outs to that particular actor cause, uh, her, her portrayal was, was also pretty, pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely good call there. Um, yeah, she did well. She did really well in that and just portraying that kind of also offbeat human who has this, this relationship that seems too close to her son. And she also seems off in her own right, but she also seems aware of, arthur's more violent side too like she knows it's it's something that's a part of him um i mean definitely tragic that whole situation i I didn't really want to see her get smothered at all but um that relationship was definitely an interesting one just a mother's own instability spilling onto her offspring maybe genetically but a lot of that you saw in the environment so yeah i thought that was a definitely a, a good uh a good aspect of the movie joaquin's performance her performance uh, the cinematographer, um, I believe it was Lawrence Cher, um, thought they did a great job too. And you you alluded to this of this being such a success for Warner Brothers, and them always trying to vying for Marvel's title as to who can be you know the comic book movie king here. Um, yeah, I do think this might spawn some more movies, but. How do you feel about that? Do you want more movies like the Joker for these one-off, maybe villain characters getting their own movie? Uh, I am a. I mean, we've seen this trend already start with like Suicide Squad, uh, the new Harlequin movie coming out. Uh, now you have Joker. You had Deadpool too, who's more of an anti-hero, but you've seen that take place as well. So it's um. It's definitely something we're going to see more of. What I like, would I like to see more of it? Uh, to be honest, no. I'm getting kind of exhausted from watching these one-off super villain movies. I think what makes a lot of these villains great is how they, uh, how they complement and interact with the villains that are, or with the heroes that are their enemies. So to me, I feel like a lot of these films suffer from the same problem that those other films I mentioned suffer from. Uh, They tend to lose a lot of their charm when they don't have uh, the villain playing against someone. Um, It feels like it's just a little bit flatter. Um, So if I if I if I do see more movies that tackle stuff, subjects like the Joker, I would much rather appreciate it or like that it would be just a standalone movie 
of like an original character because this movie the plot would have worked for something that wasn't a comic book character um so i thought i would like to see more of just like original types of villains being given these plots and this these kind of characters in this environment that would be cool but in terms of it like just taking random comic book villains and keep making standalone films for them i don't know me personally i feel like it's it's getting kind of it's becoming too much it's getting kind of exhausting yeah like if they announce like two-face as like the next movie i'm gonna have the same reaction as when they announced joker as like i don't want them to do that um it's kind of like what they were doing, or at least what are apparently in the works for Sony films of like having these one-off villains like Venom or, um, you know, maybe Craven is on the list too. Like, I don't really want to see that. I like these villains because they're foils to the heroes because this could have been a really exactly. compelling Batman movie of having half the movie being about the development and descent for Joker. And maybe this is like Batman year one of him trying to be a detective. I think this could have been mirrored well with something like a Batman movie. And also it would have less of a stigma of being a problematic movie because you're showing someone going to dissent and Joker's own dialogue says that it's justified because of society treated them, which is a problematic thing to put out there. Not saying that that's necessarily the, the thesis of the movie, but that's something Arthur feels in the movie of he's the way he is, and it's pretty much solely because of society. But if that could have been played off of the opposite hypothesis of Batman saying, like, you know, there are problems, but, you know, the problem, a lot of it lies within you. Like, it would have been less problematic, too, just from, like, a movie's message and morale. So I think movies like this could definitely, if, if you're going to be based off of a villain, then just have the villain coast hard with the superhero at this point. And make an interesting, dark, rated R Batman movie. Have it play off of a character like Joker or, you know, a more noir version of Two-Face. I think that could be cool. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to see, you know, Penguin the movie necessarily. I completely agree. Uh, but this movie definitely is worth one watch at the very least. Go out and watch it. Joaquin is brilliant. Wouldn't be surprised if I saw him get nominated for Best Actor for this performance. For um, sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say for it. Did you have any other closing thoughts or should we just uh should we just do our plug? Um no yeah, that's about it. Todd Phillips, you were decent. Decent job for this. Give you a give you a solid decent here. But yeah, that'll do it for our review of Joker. Uh tune in next time um where we'll be talking about possibly Zombieland, possibly Knives Out, probably all of that. Possibly um, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. But to follow more of our work, you can follow us at malumpictures.com. Contact us at aftertheactpodcast at gmail.com. You can find any of our podcasts on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, etc. And um, yeah, everyone, stay smiling. Dude, did you just give Todd Phillips the D? I think you just did. Is that what that Same. means? The decent? You give him decent. Yeah, the decent. <laughs> That's our new rating system. Give you the D <laughs> for decent. <laughs> Sorry, that was my best impression. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs>